When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is a crazy, crazy NFL season, and it hasn't even begun yet. From the number three overall pick a couple of years ago to the number three quarterback on the San Francisco 49ers, we're getting to it all. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Canty, what's going on? Man, it's weekend's eve. What you mean, what's going on? <laughs> we one step closer to the weekend. Well, we are it, also... Is Aaron Rodgers one step closer to David Bakhtiari? Hmm. Oh, see, that's where you had to start, right? Because we are going to start today with just, frankly, someone who must be stopped. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. The namesake of this show is here, and he is Mike Greenberg. And I love you to death. I, I do, but you're, you're There's always you're a but us. after that. No one ever starts a sentence with, I love you to death, <laughs> and, then, and then goes uh, into anything positive. What feel, why does this feel like? For the next six months at least, you are going to turn 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time every day on ESPN and on ESPN Radio into your personal Aaron Rodgers reign of terror. I mean, you are not, you are, you have hyped this up so much yes. that I, I not only worry for you because I, I don't want to do the same old Jets thing. That's yeah. not what this is about. Mm-hmm. You've been heartbroken so many times, though. Yeah. And you are biting in so hard on this line that is in the water that I just worry when you look at a quarterback that last year, yes, was banged up, but was 26th in in QBR and is 40 years old. You are setting yourself up, and you are taking us all down with you. Here's what I will say. And I was having this conversation with Pat McAfee yesterday on his show. Some people are just different. And he is different. In fact, I think you and I had this conversation, Carlin, not long ago, that people like you and people like me, we're not paid for the two hours or the three hours that we sit here alone. We're not just, we're we're paid for all the things we know how to do. Rodgers has changed everything about the Jets and the way he plays, I'm not suggesting it isn't important, but it's only part of the puzzle, which is to say, I believe that Rodgers can just be a good quarterback this year. He doesn't have to be great. He doesn't have to be maybe the most skilled of all time, which at his apex he was. He just has to be good. And I think he has elevated everything to the point where we have a real chance at having a great season with an above-average quarterback. Look, with an above-average quarterback last year, the Jets would have been a playoff team. I believe they have gotten better, not worse, from that time till now, if only because the young guys have gotten a year of experience. They've added Dalvin Cook. I really like the kid they drafted in the first round, Will McDonald, and there are other factors. So I think that they are already good, and I think he elevates everything. He may And Canty, you might be able to explain this better, having experienced this in a locker room, and I don't think this is something that is unique to sports. When someone comes into an organization that is special, and demands that everyone else raise their level along with them, 
I think it makes everyone else better. I, I, I think Aaron Rodgers has literally changed everything about the Jets, and the way he plays, Canty, to me, is only a piece of the puzzle. Greeny, I completely agree, but the resume that Rodgers has is something that inspires belief throughout the locker room, and I think that's one of the most important things that he's bringing along with him to Green Bay. Guys on the defensive side of the ball actually believe they have a chance. That's why Rob Salo on Hard Knocks has gone out of his way to highlight every laser that Aaron Rodgers has thrown in practice, including the clip you showed on Get Up This Morning where he throws it on a rope 40 yards in the air to Lyle Lazar for a touchdown. Like, when you see that as a defensive player, you're like, okay, we on. We got a chance to win. It's similar to in 2006 when Bill Parcells benched Drew Bledsoe for Tony Romo. And we rolled that on the way to a playoffs. We actually believed we had a chance to win rather than having a statue in the pocket that was waiting to get sacked. So from that standpoint, you're absolutely right. But Greeny, in order for Rodgers to be good, he's going to have to be upright. And that is the sore spot that we've been talking about for the New York Jets at nauseum throughout the preseason. And so with Corey Davis, the wide receiver, stepping away from football and retiring, it begs the question what the Jets are going to do with that $10 million. And I'm asking you, does, do the Jets need to have urgency about trying to make a big swing and trading for an offensive lineman? I would have loved it. I asked Mike Tannenbaum that question exactly this morning, and he, Carlin, suggested to me that that's a very unlikely deal to be able to pull off at this moment. It's much likelier that as the season gets underway and some teams wind up falling by the wayside, maybe you get closer to the trade deadline, maybe someone is a little more willing to part with someone. But at this point in the season, no team has as much depth as they would like to have on the offensive line, and every team would like to have a season ahead of them. That is unquestionably their Achilles heel. They know it. Rodgers knows it. And they have to play around it. It, it, is, it is their biggest weakness. It is their biggest question mark. And I will just finish this thought by saying, Chris, that I think the way their defense hung in last year through ridiculous circumstances, they they did not score a touchdown the last month of the season. Yes, I know. And their defense still kept them in games. I I can't even imagine how energized that group is going to be. So, I I, look, if you know me, and you do, and anyone listening to this does— I'm the opposite of optimistic. I know you are. Right? So if I believe... That's why this is also out of character and I genuinely worry about you. He's changed everything. He has changed everything. We haven't played a down yet. Not one down, Greeny. But that's my point, is that the things he has changed were not things you have to play to do. He has changed, I think, the way they look at themselves. He has changed... Let let me ask you a question. You ever, you ever like decide you were going to make a big change in your life, whatever it might be. Like, like I don't, I don't mean professionally. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know, like some uh, something in your appearance, whatever it might be. Uh, th- there's something I like to do that I was taught that, that decluttering can be a big. This is a yes. ridiculous analogy I'm going to make. Okay, but if you go into your closet, you close the door, no music, no nothing, and you spend 20 minutes in just total silence, readjusting everything in the closet, take stuff out, throw things away and everywhere anymore, move things around, fold things that aren't fold, all that kind of stuff. You just feel better. You walk in that next time you walk in, you're like, ooh, I feel different. I hope this analogy makes sense. I think everything feels different. Rodgers went in and he decluttered the entire organization and they are all the better for it. 
Let's talk I'm about winning this. I'm winning. Canty, no, I'm you're winning. Not. Carlin I, 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 accosted me in the hallway. He comes up to me before the show. He's like, Greeny, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to stop you. You need to be stopped. All and right. I think I'm actually. I'm wearing you down. No, you're not. And here's the problem. If we're really going to get into this, let's get into this. Go. Because every time anybody says anything remotely negative about the Jets, you walk over to that wall. Yeah. You grab the Rogers jersey. Yeah. And you sit there and you make them hold it. It's you my are good becoming luck. a totalitarian dictator and it is getting tougher and tougher to take by the day i do not want to hate the new york jets you are making me hate the new york jets well look i mean the last time we were good everyone hated us right they hated rex ryan we were on hard knocks everybody hated him and i know i actually think that the look hate me all you want no i'm not gonna hate you no i know not you but people if people are hating the new york jets don't let them hate hate me Here's my problem, Go. okay? Yes. We have gone from Aaron Rodgers is not doing a damn thing mm-hmm. to help the Green Bay Packers in any way to the yet another revenge bod situation where he is coming <laughs> here and trying to do everything possible. Like, I am all for spite as an emotion. Yes. I think it's amazing. $35 million to give back out of spite to really screw the Packers, mm-hmm. that really shows me something. But on the But on the back end of that, I even read into what we saw Randall Cobb say the other night. Get your act together, or number eight's not going to throw you the ball. This just leads me again to the point where if things go south at some point this year, I don't know that eight is going to be pointing the thumb at himself. I think he's going to be pointing the finger elsewhere. I'm not going to say it's going to ruin the organization. The Jets should be a playoff team. And if he doesn't win a Super Bowl here in the next couple of years, I think it's a, a failure. But as much as we talk about changing the the dynamic of what's going on right now, we have not been in the fire yet. Right. No, I understand that. But let let me call to your attention a a situation you'll remember uh, under the heading of Brady, Thomas. Uh, Tom Brady's first year in Tampa, he was screaming at everyone who would listen. And then there was one moment in a game in which he thought he had a fifth down. He lost track of what down it was. And they won the Super Bowl that year. The reality is Tom Brady changed that organization. He, he brought fitness to everything. And the other guy has won. I get that. But I think that this guy has a chance to be, he, he's taking over a very similar situation. And I think he walks in with a similar amount of credibility, cachet, and gravitas to what Brady had in Tampa, whether he has earned it or not. My, our producer, Cam, is saying, let's try to move on. Yeah, well, Greeny, I'm why not on earth time would on we try to hate. move on? Go <laughs> yeah, ahead, Greeny. Well, here's the thing, Greeny. Yeah. I, I don't want to piggyback on the Jets hate coming from Chris Carlin. It's not but hate. something that no Jets fan wants to see is Jonathan Taylor with the Miami Dolphins. Because yes. the road to winning the AFC East becomes that much harder. What do you make of the Dolphins' interest in Jonathan Taylor and the situation in Indy as a whole? Yeah, well, the situation in Indy is horrible. And you know how, I, if you listen to the show, you know how I feel about the ownership there. So we will just sort of skip over that and move on to the other piece of this, which is Jonathan Taylor, to me, is a difference maker. I have always believed that NFL general managers overvalue draft picks to the point that it is almost embarrassing. They act like these things are gold. I would unquestionably be willing to trade whatever adds up to a first-round pick, a two and a three or whatever, however that that works. If I'm a team that feels like I'm Jonathan Taylor away, Jonathan Taylor is a massive difference-making player. Pay him what Saquon is getting and get on with your life. If Jonathan Taylor is smart, and he is, he knows he's not getting any more than that. Right now, he's, he's due to make $4 million 
dollars this year. So if you're Miami, if you're Buffalo, if you're Dallas, these are teams that I believe are Jonathan Taylor away from being in the Super Bowl. What is that worth? These geniuses who run these NFL teams want you to think that this third round pick that they're going to take next year is the one who's going to change the entire organization. The reality is Jonathan Taylor is a known commodity any of those three teams, I think, would become the favorites, the favorites, if they traded for him. Okay, one last one. Your read on the entire Trey Lance situation in San Francisco. Look, that was the first draft I hosted. So I've never studied people the way I studied the players in that draft. I know everything there is to know about Trey Lance for that reason. I wouldn't, I'm the first to admit I wouldn't have otherwise. Um, Trey Lance is a player that when he was coming out, the, the comps were to Josh Allen. That's who people were comparing him to. Uh, he just didn't get to play as much in college. They both were small you know, division, you know, the smaller division guys. But, but because of COVID, Trey Lance didn't even have a senior season. So he has played hardly at all. He has never gotten a chance to show what he's capable of doing. He can't play for San Francisco. They've made that clear. So I really hope for the – I've never met him in my life, but for the kid's sake, I hope he winds up getting dealt to some place where he will get a chance to play Tampa – uh, you know, teams that are going to be bad this year and, and by midseason will just be able to run him out there and let him try and learn the way he never has before. I'm genuinely concerned on his behalf that his career has been ruined. I mean, genuinely ruined, that he'll never get a chance to develop into the player he might otherwise have been. I think that's a legitimate concern. I just don't want to see at some point this year you take that jersey off the wall and smash it on the ground. No, no. The jersey it will remain protected. It, it, there are, we have certain rules and stipulations and guidelines. It must never touch the ground. It must always be displayed in the it's proper like the way. Flag. It's exactly like that. I mean, that's it's literally that important. It's Aaron. Um, I'm going to go watch uh, Hard Knocks now for the sixth time. For this week, I watched it three times yesterday alone. It is a Jets infomercial, boy. Each time. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, not every other year, anyway. Woody is out there with his chain on. I mean, we got to get, get you a chain like that, Greeny. Oh, Diamond encrusted if you, Greeny. If the we got to have Greeny with that. If the Jets win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You have to get a real diamond encrusted necklace yeah. that says. Green. If the Jets win the Super Bowl, that is the least of what I will get. <laughs> <laughs> it's great seeing you. I just I I worry for you. I worry for us. That's uh, all. I worry for us too. Greeny, he is the best. It's Carlin and Canty in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Everybody's pointing to the tattoo that you should have to get. I'm not even going to put that on you because that, I mean, you talk about making a major life change. That would be a major life change for Greeny. We roll on with a major injury that happened last night next on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. 
Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Obviously, Shohei left the game today. Velocity's been down. We're seeing sweepers and splitters. Yeah. He's not throwing a fastball above 94. We did imaging in between games. He doesn't tear. He won't pitch the rest of the year. So unfortunate last night to get that news about Shohei Otani. We get some insight into the injury with Stefania Bell in just 30 seconds. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Stefania Bell, ESPN's injury analyst, joins us right now in studio. Stefania, we appreciate the time. Thanks for popping on with us. And first of all, uh, he now has this tear in the UCL, something that he also did uh, initially five years ago that caused him to get Tommy John surgery. Uh, we know he's not going to pitch again this season, as we just heard. So just kind of give us an overall sense when you heard he had that injury once again of what you thought. Well, the first thing is a great disappointment for him and for all of us who are fans of watching him because he's just such a unique individual. Um, but the, before we panic, I think we need to understand more about the injury. And there are just too many details for us to know exactly what the next steps are. When you have a re-injury of the UCL ulnar collateral ligament, um, and many pitchers have, we've heard about this happening uh, after Tommy John's surgery where you can have a re-tear, 
you need to know the degree of the injury. Is this a mild sprain of the ligament? Is it a complete tear of the ligament? You need to know about the tissue quality. You need to know the location of the injury within the ligament. Is it in the middle? Is it near where the bony attachment is? Those are things that all go into the evaluation of what the next steps are, and I'm sure that's what the medical folks are looking at now for him. Stefania, what's the precedent for a player that has to recover from two Tommy John surgeries? Are are we looking at a potential diminishing of the skill set? Are we talking about the career being cut short? What what are the ramifications of Shohei Otani potentially facing yet another Tommy John surgery if, in fact, it is – that significant of an injury? Well, it's really interesting because the options have changed. You know, initially when you had two tears like this, uh, if it was deemed necessary to have surgery, you had to undergo what's called a revision, which is essentially a big procedure, very similar to the original Tommy John surgery. And we know that players dropped off after that. Uh, they did. We saw evidence of return from multiple people who've had it, uh, but it did usually result in diminished velocity, uh, maybe a diminished career window, et cetera. But more recently, there has been this UCL repair that is an option in some cases. And I stress some cases. All those factors I mentioned will help determine what the course of treatment is. But we've seen pitchers come back from this UCL repair, which is a less invasive less complex surgery, and a shorter recovery window. And I'll give you an example of Rich Hill, who's pitching now for the San Diego Padres. I mean, granted, these are not identical players, so everybody Mm -hmm. is unique. But he had a repair option, was told he might never pitch again, and he's been pitching for four years now, I believe, since he had the UCL repair. So, again, it really depends what the course of action is. Uh, We've seen players try and come back on a conservative approach, rehab only, uh, and see if that's something that they can do. Uh, Again, a lot more questions and answers, but I would certainly not be writing off uh, Shohei Otani anytime soon because, again, he's such a unique individual, he might be able to do something we've never seen. Stefania Bell, ESPN injury analyst, joining us. It's Canty and Carlin. In for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. How much of an advantage would the Angels have, let's call it almost institutional knowledge, Stefania, uh, going into this offseason when they have such a large decision to make about Shohei Otani versus other teams who are just kind of examining him and looking at the injury reports and such? Well, I think the, you know, with the electronic medical records um, that are, are there for people to share across the league, I think everyone would be equally well informed. I mean, they certainly know the player as an individual uh, better than anyone else, but I think everyone would understand uh, what the plans were, what the approach would be for treatment, et cetera. So I don't think there's any huge advantage that they would have over everybody else. Stefania, how does the injury affect Shohei Otani's ability as a hitter? This is really fascinating. If you go back to when he had the original injury, remember he remained as a designated hitter. He was able to continue hitting, and even in the year while he was recovering from that Tommy John surgery, he was able to hit. And part of the reason is it's the the elbow that was injured. You know, he bats Uh, he throws right, but he bats left. And so the stress that's placed on the elbow does not threaten that 
ligament uh, when he's hitting. So I think that's why you heard he won't be on the mound again, but the possibility remains that he will stay hitting. Uh, when you spoke about, all right, we need to know all of the particulars from the location to the degree and all of that. In a general sense, how much, how much would it concern you if you're looking at Otani as a pitcher down the line that he has had this kind of injury multiple times now? It really would depend on what those results were, because if you undergo a second full reconstruction, again, that's a more complicated procedure. It's a longer recovery window with a less certain outcome, not necessarily in terms of healing, but just in terms of what the metrics would be that he could deliver after a second Tommy John reconstruction. Whereas with a repair, uh, I would be really inclined to think that he could have a very, very strong return and it wouldn't diminish his skill set hardly at all. So what they determine as far as the extent of the and location of the injury and the options for treatment and the plan for treatment would tell me a lot. Talking with ESPN analyst Stefania Bell on Greeny. And Stefania, going from the best player in baseball to the guy that formerly held that title, Shohei Otani's teammate Mike Trout, how concerned should we be that he's landed right back on the IL with the wrist injury after having a several-week absence? I'm not very concerned here structurally really at all for Mike Trout. This is, uh, he had a hamate fracture. It's not an uncommon injury in baseball. It's usually caused by the knob of the bat creates a friction across this piece of the hamate bone that's very prominent uh, in the base of the hand. And so you see fractures there uh, with power hitters fairly frequently. The procedure that you undergo is to remove the fractured fragment, and then the soft tissue has to heal over it. And I've talked to a lot of players who've had this, and some of them have very sensitive scar tissue or they deal with some soreness when they're first trying to swing the bat. Part of the challenge is Mike Trout is such an incredible power hitter that it's hard to replicate those conditions till you get back into gameplay. So he might have been feeling really good, like, I'm ready to go. Then you get into games, and you're like, eh, it's a little sore. This is probably just a scaling back for a short period of time, and then I expect him to come back. This is not a long-term situation. Stefania, we appreciate the time. Thanks for popping on, especially we know it's a busy day for you. Thanks for having me. Yep, Stefania Bell, ESPN injury analyst joining us. Canty and Carlin in for Graney. Canty, I have to tell you that the first time I heard the news late last night about Otani's injury, I immediately, you and I have talked about him so much in the offseason. You know that I thought uh, if he was healthy going into the offseason, that that number might actually approach $600 million if it got into a bidding war. And I thought, man, he probably just cost himself $200 million. And, or he didn't cost himself, but the injury cost him, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being the case, and we hear from Stefania, I'm a little more encouraged, not that nothing's going to change, but hey, it's not, this is catastrophic right away when you hear that injury. Well, yeah, I think that teams that are projecting what Shohei Itani is going to be for the rest of his prime are looking at this as, you know, an investment that's going to be over the course of a decade. And the likelihood with the advancements in technology and modern medicine, this guy is going to be able to pitch again. I mean, she talked about Rich Hill having to undergo a UCL repair, which is a less invasive surgery than the Tommy John that everybody knows. And this guy is 44 years old. Shohei Otani is what, 28, 29? Yeah. I, so, 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 there, so just depending on the, the details 
um, and, and everything that, that's surrounding the injury, there's the potential for this guy to pitch again during the life of whatever contract that he signs this winter during hot stove. But in the midst of him recovering as a pitcher, you're still getting an MVP caliber hitter. Mm-hmm. He's leading the majors with 44 home runs. He had one yesterday in the first of the doubleheader in, 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 early on in that game. Like this guy is an impactful hitter. And because baseball now has the DH in the American League and the National League, like it, it opens it up for other teams across baseball to have that guy in the middle of your lineup and you're getting him now as an offensive threat. But in a couple of years down the road, after the recovery, you're also going to get the best pitcher in baseball. Uh, well, am I? can I say that for sure? I, I, see, if I'm a GM going into this offseason and I'm looking at, I was looking at paying him north of $500 million, can I still approach it that way? I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can c- count on him coming back. And coming back as a pitcher? Yeah, maybe, but nowhere. I can't count on that same level of pitcher. And that's why, to me... Well, he's you know, by far the best pitcher in baseball right now. Like, it's not... It's a country mile. Like, he's by far Otani the best... is the best yeah. pitcher in baseball? He's, no, outs- he's an outstanding pitcher. He's, he's not Oppo- the best in Opponent baseball. batting average is 184 against Otani. Yeah, it's not the best in baseball. He is an outstanding pitcher right now. I'm saying with this injury, in a, in, if we're waiting on a year and a half again until he pitches, and he's had the injury twice, I do, if I'm a GM, just have to look at the big thing and big picture and say... All right, do I pay him $450 million to be an amazing hitter? Am I comfortable with that? That's where I'm going to think about this, and I almost have to approach it like if I get him as a pitcher down the line, maybe we build in some incentives or something like that. Well, I don't think you're going to have that luxury because there are going to be so many other teams that are in the bidding for Otani. It's not a, it's not a matter where so you're you don't think last night did anything to help or to hurt. I mean, if he's going to come back in a year and a half, last night didn't do anything to hurt him? I'm not going to say it didn't do anything to hurt him. What I'm simply saying is you're not going to be able to build in a hedge if you're pursuing Shohei Otani to protect against him not coming back the same level of pitcher that you've seen. But here's the thing. Even if he's not the same level of pitcher he is now, he's still a double-digit game winner. And if you're talking about that guy being a double-digit game winner as a pitcher and being able to give you 40-plus runs, home runs and 100-plus RBIs, what's that worth for a guy on the right side of 30? It's more than what Aaron Judge got. It's going to be more than nine years, 360. Yeah. So what are, so what are we talking about? What do the numbers look like? Did the injury cost him, uh, you know, 50 million, 100 million, we, we won't know the answer to that. But what I'm saying is, for anybody that's negotiating with Shohei Otani this upcoming winter, the, the total value of the contract is going to start in the fours. I, I do. Regardless wonder, of what happened last night. I do wonder if this now helps the Angels. Here's Buster Olney, ESPN Baseball Insider, this morning on with Freddie and Jay Will. I think it actually increases the likelihood that he goes back to the Angels. Because if you're the Dodgers and you were frothing over this guy, and I can tell you there were conversations within the Dodgers organization, yeah. This is the guy we want. This is the guy we invest in. Players are talking about it. Now, uh, as I say, it's a challenge to try to put a number on him. And if you're the Dodgers, one hallmark about that incredibly well-run front office, uh, you know, Andrew Freeman at the top of it is they're excellent at making bets uh, and placing values on sure things. And his pitching side is just not a sure thing. So if you're betting right now on where Otani plays next year, is it Anaheim? 
Yeah, I, I would say because of the injury and because of the inside information, I, I, I think the Angels are probably in the driver's seat with this whole thing. Uh, here's the deal. I, 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 with respect to Stefania Bell and the electronic medical records, the baseline for Shohei Otani is something that the Angels are more familiar with than anybody else because he's been in their building for the last several years. Like, they know when this guy is right. They know what it looks like when he's healthy. They know what it looks like when he's not on a day-in, day-out basis. So that, that institutional knowledge, that, that knowledge of the player, like all of those things are going to factor into the math in terms of them being able to make the most informed decision and be comfortable with where the science is telling them, you know, in terms of when he's going to be able to return, what he's going to be able to do, um, and, and, and all of that stuff. So I just – I, I think the Angels are probably better positioned now because of the injury to keep him. Cantia Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. In just moments, how can you be a billionaire and not do basic math? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Greeny, the podcast. What I've learned lately is that billionaires, maybe they are just like me, Canty, because they can't do basic math either. <laughs> Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Say what do you bundle, motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Don't forget you can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy I do have to say, thank the good Lord above for Jerry Jones because he truly is the gift that keeps on giving. I know, listen, he, you know, he took a chance on you, drafted you for your NFL career. You know, that, that obviously has helped a lot. And as far as content, he keeps producing for us. And this is what we're talking about. They say what? what? I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't, I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. They said what? what? Yeah. Okay. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's always, and it always kind of catches me off guard a little bit. And just when I hear the, I have to, 
It's so, but he, but you know he believes that though. That's the thing. You know. know he believes that with absolute certainty. Like it's an imputable fact. <laughs> like like it's just it's one of those things. Like it's like gravity. It's just the law. One plus one equals three to him in his mind. I love like, that it's he, a beautiful thing. I love that he doubles down on it too. He literally says, "I can't operate." Believing that one and one is two. You know what? Let's, he let's, can't fathom. You know what? I, I, I have to play it again. They say what? what? I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't. I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. They said what? He can't operate without <laughs> believing that one and one is three. Well, here's the point. It's not the last time that he has had trouble with math. So Sam Williams, the Cowboys' defensive end, was arrested driving uh, speeding and last time uh, this is the second time that's happened mm. uh, he also was arrested for canty what were the charges again it was possession of a controlled substance and a yeah. firearm if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so good stuff Re- really good stuff for sam williams uh last time he was doing 98 miles an hour last time he was hit for speeding okay well that apparently is you know an improvement well uh, first of all i'm saying that he is as which is more often the case than not. Uh, this sh- sounds a little hollow, but he does and is maturing, uh, and he is. Uh, the uh, uh, what was he going? Sixty-six? Was he going sixty-six miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. So he's thirty-four miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. Ninety-eight, sixty-six. So that's improvement. Uh, okay, first of all, ninety-eight minus sixty-six is thirty-two. <laughs> Not 34. <laughs> a billionaire math, man. Is that billionaire math. Secondly, just the first part. Well, you know, he is maturing. Possession of a controlled substance and a firearm. Uh, he's, be, he's being a good sport. He's being a good sport. <laughs> I mean, it's embarrassing for the franchise, but I mean, at least Jerry Jones is laughing along. Sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying. But the math part of it is is all crazy because nobody asked Jerry Jones to give us the exact number. You know what I'm saying? He's like, it's 98 miles an hour last year, 66 miles. Nobody asked Jerry what the difference between the speeds were. But he just throws in 34, and he's dead wrong. It's actually 32. Like, that's the part that is absolutely hilarious. I I can just, in my mind, as I hear that, let's play it again. Just in my mind, as I hear that, I can see him – Doing the math in his head. Well, uh, first of all, I'm saying that he is as, which is more often the case than not. Uh, this sh- sounds a little hollow, but he does and is maturing, uh, and he is. Um, the uh, uh, what was he going? Sixty six? Was he going sixty six miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. <laughs> so he's thirty four miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. Ninety eight sixty six. So that's improvement. Last year or this year? This year, like so. So, Jerry, That's so Jerry, you fo- Jerry, you focusing on the speed, and we just go ignore the controlled substance in the weapon charge. <laughs> like, like they, you know, when when they release a statement, when law enforcement releases a statement, said it's a controlled substance and it's not marijuana. When they go out their way to say it's not marijuana, mm-hmm. that just lets you know that Sam Williams was out here riding dirty. Is he a member of the Dallas Cowboys or the Cocaine Cowboys? I can't tell right now. I can't tell. And so when Jerry Jones is asked this question, if you're Jerry, of course you have to laugh about it. Of course you have to. 
because it's absolutely ridiculous. We're on the eve of the season kicking off, and you out here moving like this? <laughs> come on, bro. Like, this is one of those come on, man. Like, bro, you do you are doing the most right now. It's amazing. The most. Because yeah. we keep talking about the Dallas Cowboys and the discipline issues on the field, Carlin. But now we're talking about discipline issues off the field, too. This is not good for Mike McCarthy. It's not good for Jerry Jones. It's not good for the Cowboys. It's not good for anybody. Oh, by the way. Uh, Except for us when we want the sound bites of Jerry trying to break down math. Exactly. That's good for us. We get to suck on that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it is um, to do some other math. It is only 18 days after his Hall of Fame induction that DeMarcus Ware's getting into the Ring of Honor. How many days is it since Jimmy Johnson has gotten in? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Jerry is putting D. Ware in the Ring of Honor before Jimmy Johnson? Yes. And I love D. Ware. I love D. Ware. But the Cowboys aren't the Cowboys without Jimmy Johnson shaping the 90s dynasty. That's absolutely ridiculous. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.